Hey, I'm Katie. And I'm Riley, and this is Firefly Girls Breaking Thread Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Bread Podcast. I am one half of this podcast, Riley. And I am the better half, Katie. Always a better half. Welcome back Always. from welcome back from vacation. Oh, sunny Punta Cana. Like I could go I could live there probably. Yeah. You know, one of the bellhops did give me his phone number on the last day. It was really creepy and I was really uncomfortable, but I told my mom, I was like, This is it. I found my <laughs> You found your in to Punta <laughs> I could be Cana. on vacation all the time. I mean, I'm sure he makes loads of money as a bellhop. So did he, ha- did he have a villa on the beach maybe that you could just Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, he was just a millionaire disguised he as can a be bellhop. Your, he can be your winter me. sneaky link. Yes. He was just ready to sweep me off my feet. I could tell. He just kept going, you're so tall. I was like, yeah, buddy, I am. You're right. Nothing I haven't heard before, but it was wonderful. I love it. Well, today we are joined by Melissa Willenberg, who is a financial advisor for Raymond James in Effingham. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for having me. You got to get up nice and close with the, yes. All up up in the the mic's business. Yeah. So Melissa was actually the former CFO of Firefly, right? Yes, I was. Yes. What? Until about three years ago. What year did you start with Firefly? Oh. Gosh, well, I think it was like, like 2017, 2017. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like right, I mean, like yeah. I started in 2017 or 16, and you started like right after. Yes. Yeah. And it's good to have you on here because our current CFO, Miss <laughs> well, never. You'll never Lacey hear from her. Bushu, will not come on the podcast. <laughs> well. So this could be her in. Yeah. Well, maybe we don't want her to be because I guess it's like an exit strategy. Yeah. Get invited to the yeah. podcast. That's You'll right. never, unfortunately, right. see Lacey only when I post about her maybe for her birthday. But yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Coming up, November. Air <laughs> wedding, yeah. Yeah, which is wedding. long gone. Yeah. Anyway, so we want to bring Melissa on to chat all things financial. So I guess, Melissa, just take it away. Give us a background of you, how you got involved with finance, and then just we'll go from there. Who are you? Okay. Well, um, I graduated from the University of Illinois with a degree in accounting, and then I went to work for Ernst & Young in St. Louis in their um, audit department, and I was there for about three years, and then when I got married, I moved back to Effingham, mm-hmm. and I was the CFO for a couple area businesses since I came back, and Firefly being the most recent one. Mm-hmm. And about three years ago, I joined my family's financial planning practice, which they've had for about 40, over 40 years. And over the last, I'd say, 10 years, they had been asking if I wanted to come work with them. And Please, please. <laughs> yeah. Begging. Yeah. Yes, begging, begging. But the timing was never right. And then the timing kind of started being right with Catherine in college and Jonathan, yeah. um, you know, being able to drive and I could yeah. work a little bit more. And so... I took the leap. I got my securities licenses and kind of going back to school when you're in your 40s is is not as much fun. I can say that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I got that checked off. And then I also still do maintain my CPA license, although I don't practice anymore. I just think it's good um, to stay on top of all of the new kind of tax laws because that does help my clients. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So Melissa is one of my really good friends. So I have to ask you this question. Like, (laughs) Did you always have like a passion for numbers? Like, did you wake up one day and say like, I want to be an accountant or in, you know, like, no, I mean, you didn't. I just wonder, like, is that what you went for school to school for originally in high school? I feel like that's always kind of like the indicator. Okay. At math. Okay. Strange. I mean, I think uh, if you went to St. Anthony, everyone knows who Mrs. Jones was and her math was her classes were extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And so I was by far not a straight A student in class. And so <laughs> that I is hard for me to believe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was good at math. So when I got to school and I, you know, I was thinking maybe business, maybe English. 
and I was, you know, started taking these classes and I found yeah. out they were easier than I felt like they were in high school. And then yeah, uh, I have other uncles and other people in my family that had, you know, followed that path. And I knew it could provide a lot of opportunities. Yeah. I never took the tax route, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of the traditional route, but yeah. I knew there could be a lot of opportunities with it. So yeah. it was not a direct path. No, I didn't <laughs> think so, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, numbers have never been my strength. But Me neither. We need so. people like you in the world. <laughs> For sure. So I guess, could you provide us kind of an overview of just the importance when it comes to personal finance planning, budgeting, you know, all the good things, and then in the context of like achieving financial goals? Right. So I think for anything, if you don't have a goal um, or you, you have it, don't have a written plan to achieve that goal, you're not going to achieve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where budgeting is going to come into play. So yeah. I kind of... Uh, compare that to at one time I was a runner and by no means was I a competitive runner, but <laughs> I just did it, you know, for a hobby, for exercise. Yeah. And I was a typical 5K or I would do, you know, a couple of those. And really I just ran three to five miles several times a week. But I decided, oh, I'm going to sign up for this half marathon. And what did I get myself into? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, knew I, was- I would have been crying <laughs> at that point. So. <laughs> Well, I knew I wasn't going to wait and wake up the day of the race and just think if I could crank yeah. that out. Right. So, yeah. you know, I researched kind of what do you need to do to get from a 5K to a half marathon? And I followed that whole training program. And mm-hmm. then, you know, by the time the race day came, I was able to do it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have to stop. So I think of a budget that same way. You know, this is just on the financial side. So um, it's really identifying what your goals are and that's Mm -hmm. my job with my clients and those goals might be paying down college debt Mm -hmm. obviously that's becoming a big topic right now because the moratorium is is coming over for the (laughs) stall and making those payments yeah um it might be you've had your first child and you want to have a college savings plan a house i'd say by and large the majority of people it's they've been working their whole lives mm-hmm. um, the majority of their savings are in a company retirement plan mm-hmm. and they frankly want to know if they can retire mm-hmm. and and when they should retire and if yeah. they have enough money so we kind of talk about what all their goals are what lifestyle they want to maintain a lot of people obviously still want to have a similar lifestyle to what mm-hmm. they had while they were working mm-hmm. and then we put that into a budget yeah. and um, we try to make it so that they can maintain it and then we're at check up times with me yeah we go we go over it but i think you have to put it in writing in order for it to be achievable i agree i'm like you know the it's big now to like manifest things like manifest the body you want (laughs) manifest you know the number you want to see in your bank account but i'll tell you like that does not work for me personally i had i got a budget like after my first job because i got my first job and i thought i was like literally a billionaire i was like oh my gosh (laughs) like you know because it was the most money i'd ever made Yeah. yeah it was like my first adult job and I was like well I'm basically a millionaire at this point <laughs> yeah. so and then it was like the time came where it was I was supposed to pay my bills and there oh. wasn't anything left yeah. you know and so I've used a budget since then and it's sometimes it's a little sad when you're like well I guess I won't be buying that this week or I won't be yeah. remodeling my kitchen or bathroom or those kind of things yet but I do think to see it I'm like okay yeah. I know yeah. where my money's going I know that I need to stop going out to eat or buying Starbucks but you know here's where all those things are going so I love that perspective it's good to hear that from you yeah budgeting can be hard well and it's kind of a negative con I feel like people like budget I always do that you know when we have our firefly budget meetings I'm like oh great here we go I'm gonna get in trouble for spending too much on office supplies or we bought too high of stakes this month or whatever but it does have like 
we had a budget meeting this morning and yeah. it does like super help to be like, okay, yes. this is where the money's going. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. We've right. got to fix this the part. Visual. Visual. Yes, exactly. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Which I think is really neat. Um, okay. So can you talk about more about budgeting and how, I guess, what strategies do you suggest for creating an effective budget that, um, I guess, how to even go about doing that? Of course they can okay. come see you, y- Yes. but well, break down, <laughs> the, of course, yeah. break down the budget. So <laughs> number one, I just think you need to keep, Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And number two, I think the majority of us, and you can call yourself out on this, it sounds like you already follow a budget, Katie, <laughs> but um, it's hard. we don't know how much we're spending and we mm-hmm. don't know where that money's going. Yep. yep. So I got to meet my clients where they are and that's usually the where they're at. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I also think the majority of us charge or pay for our expenses primarily with either a debit card or one or two major credit cards. Mm-hmm. So to keep it simple, I just say, we're just gonna download one month of yeah. activity. Mm-hmm. Just one month. Sometimes they've never even downloaded that. So it's just wow. sit down at my desk, mm-hmm. Let's. I'll show you how to do it. We'll either put it in Excel or there's like budgeting apps like Mint or some other ones yeah. that are pretty simple to use. You know, mm-hmm. all the bank and banking uh, credit card websites are usually very simple to do this in. Yeah. And then we, I helped them start categorizing it. Yeah. So, uh, and that's where we see how are you spending your money? Yeah. And then I say, we're going to do this for the next six months. And so sometimes they come into my office and do it because sometimes <laughs> people are just not going to do it unless they're sitting yeah. in front yeah. of me. And sometimes, Need a little accountability. <laughs> yes, they do it themselves. But I help them get it categorized the first month. And then I kind of say, once I've seen six months, that's a good window for me to be able to predict what the rest of the year is going to look like. The other nice thing that's come about is that once you download it, and if you're not really used to checking out all those things, you find some things of, oh, I don't really use that anymore. I don't use that subscription. So we find some savings a lot of times right off the bat. Oh, absolutely. It's like financial therapy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, there has been a couple of months where I'm like, what is that $9.99? Like, what am I, you know, and I'm like, oh, I remember signing up for that. I guess, you know, it's little things. Do I need that? Yeah. So once we kind of got, we have that into play, then we look at what, what their income is, and then we kind of merge the two together. And so if they're kind of the type that are probably living a closer paycheck to paycheck, we kind of talk about, you know, where the give and take is. And Mm -hmm. that's going to be obviously an individual by cases. And then if there's someone that actually has some excess, which is nice, Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of then, then that's when you, you know, you first kind of talked about short-term needs. We're addressing the short-term, you know, your food, your clothing, your shelter, and everyone needs to have some entertainment too. So we're addressing that. And then for the long-term, then we're trying to create that long-term wealth, and then we kind of have the conversations of employee retirement plans if mm-hmm. you work for someone. I know Firefly has a great simple plan, mm-hmm. so it's are you participating? Are you participating to get that maximum match? And, you know, if they're maxing that out and then there's some more extra savings, then we're building more of that wealth yeah. for the future. Yeah. So that's kind of it's just trying to keep it simple in the beginning and not yeah. overwhelming because if you're not – I'm a numbers person and it can be an overwhelming, but if numbers mm-hmm. is not your thing and you say, oh, come on, let's just make a budget, that you just don't do that mm-hmm. in one day. No, so what's that. that process look like in terms of how long are you with your clients? Is it like a year span? Um, or? I would say to really get a good budget in place that we're following at, at least six months, mm-hmm. six months longer, and then we would meet uh, – semi-annually or annually once it is established and and i'm sure other advisors too like raymond james has a proprietary software that i use Mm -hmm. and then i can make changes or they can make changes and we can collaborate with that but if that's not something they want to do again it's something that we can 
put in Excel that also makes it easy to manage for. That's good. Right. Yeah. So right. graduating for them yes. looks like graduating. They, so yes. they are paying yes. off their yes. appropriate bills or saving yes. money and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. I am laughing though because I remember when I went to my mom and I was like, I don't have any more of my paycheck. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, it's all gone. And she literally goes, what are you spending your money on? And I was like, I don't know. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not Louis Vuitton's unfortunately. But yeah, Or you start looking at the uh, Louis Vuitton's or like my son goes to Chipotle all the time or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yes. You're like, well, you could have some of the stock or you could have the disposable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, yes. Not advocating buying either of those, just saying, you know, you yeah. got to start thinking about your disposable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So you say six months of backlog, like learning yes. how to do things can get you pretty far in terms of like getting yes. your budget together, knowing what you're doing, yes. all of those things. Yes. All right, Riley, you better start searching for six months of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So then we talked about budgeting. So I guess let's get into savings. So how break down savings, like what are some savings plans for people? Okay. And then how do you advise your clients to incorporate their savings into their budgets and thinking long-term about what are they saving for? Right. So um, savings, I'm going to go back to the same line of let's keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meet clients where they are. So if it's somebody that is kind of, you know, living that paycheck to paycheck and they're like, I can't afford to save anything. I, ju- I try to align it with how they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get paid every two weeks. So I said, you know what? Every two weeks, we're going to you're going to save twenty dollars mm-hmm. or twenty five dollars or fifty dollars. We we pick that number, and I said, you know, if your company will put it into two different accounts, great. If not, you're going to set up an automatic transfer, and we're going to build that savings up for the next three to six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, I'm sorry, to have three to six months savings on hand, because I wouldn't even work with anyone. I mean, I would help them with the budget, but I'm certainly not going to invest any of their money unless they have three to six months savings on hand. Sure. I mean, we all live through COVID. Yeah. And so there is that chance of what happens if you lose your job or you have yeah. a major repair. I think everyone needs to have that so that they can have you know, peace of mind and calmness um, about having stability with their finances. So we work to first build that three to six months worth of um, living expenses, having that on hand. And, you know, if you have to just do it $25 every two weeks, it might take a little longer than someone who can do more, but we we just start where they're at. And then once we get that, then again, it kind of goes back to what we already talked about, doing the long-term piece Mm -hmm. and then... uh, making sure that they are participating in either their employer's plan or if they're Uh self-employed, that they're taking advantage of the retirement options for self-employed people. And I know at Firefly, even when I was the CFO there, sometimes, you know, we don't have, I don't think you have 100% participation Mm -hmm. now. We didn't have it then, but I was always kind of encouraging people and going up to them, not calling them out, but just saying, hey, if Niall or Christy walked up to you and said, you know, Katie, I want to give you a 3% raise. Mm-hmm. Would you turn that down? Yeah. Uh, no, I'd say absolutely. I'll take it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I said, by, by not participating, yeah. you're kind of turning down this raise. And yeah. not only, you know, you're putting your 3%, they're matching that. And that is going to benefit you in the long term. And right. I promise you, I don't care if you're the type that is living paycheck to mm-hmm. paycheck. Uh, taking 3% and putting it aside, you are not going to miss it. Yeah. And then I try to encourage the person that's doing 3% that next year, 
let's up it to four mm-hmm. percent, yeah. and then up it to five. So you're slowly getting there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's start at the where you're going to get that minimum match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, this is probably not a proper financial term, but we always tell them like it's basically free money. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, like I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, but that's what we tell our employees right. because it really is like it's, you know, yes, you're putting a little bit in, but like in the long run, it's going to be such a like the small investment or the yes. small percentage you're putting in is going to make huge dividends. Right. You know in 5, 10, 15, 20 oh, years or yeah, whatever. You, you can use those compound interest calculators and I'm not going to start throwing numbers around. But yeah. just if you did it for a few years and you never did it again, which I would never advocate, but just right. you can see how much your money grows um, over time just building on itself. Yeah. So when you're adding to it on top of it, you're just really, you know, building your wealth. And then, you know, once I find out that they're participating to that max and they still have excess funds, then let's start trying to set aside, you know, $50 a paycheck, $100 a paycheck mm-hmm. to then invest. And, and there's obviously risk with investing, and we talk about that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's kind of, those are the little pieces of making sure you have that stable amount in your savings account or bank account that mm-hmm. is completely liquid and you can access, participating where you're getting, you know, the, the best match from your employer. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece would be um, additional investments. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you, it's always a good uh, I don't know if they come out monthly or however when we get the statements from like oh yeah the yes. pr- yeah and I'm always like ooh I wonder how I did this month and there's some months where I'm oh, like yeah. well you know the market wasn't nice <laughs> to me but then there's other times where you're like wow okay yes. yeah like that's I'm doing okay for myself you know and yeah. it doesn't go up a hundred percent of the time we no. all know and that's part of where uh, being a financial advisor it's kind of a you have the psychology aspect and frankly if I knew someone that wanted to do this I would highly recommend you know a minor in, in psychology or some sort of field yeah. like that really? because we all tend to make the wrong decisions on our own as mm. far as our finances. Sure. You know, you see that statement go down and you get in a panic and mm-hmm. you want to pull all your money out and people do that. Yeah. And that's like the exact wrong time to do it. Yeah. And then if you've done that and then you want to put your money back in, then you're watching the market climb and you're like, oh, is it, is it still coming back? You're nervous. You're nervous. And then when it's really kind of come back. You put your money back in, and now you've bought at the high. You've sold out at the yeah. low. Right. You bought at the high. So that's what's great when you're in something like an employer plan, because while you're working, you're not going to be taking that money out. Yeah. Right. There be penalties to do that. But, you know, you, you see that it does sometimes come down and then and then recover, but you're not going to touch that. And that kind of having that right. kind of uh, barrier a little bit between your money, you know, yeah. so that you don't make those impulsive decisions. Yeah. Right. right. So if you're listening to this and you work at Firefly, yes. get with Lacey. <laughs> it is time. Yes. Get with Lacey. Start investing. Yes. 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 Um, so for someone listening, I guess, what are there resources or any types of, um, maybe you mentioned the Mint app, but are yeah. there any things like that that are pretty hands-on basic level that you would advise people to look into or download, whatever it may be. Yes, that is, um, for a budgeting app, that's probably the one I've, I've used the most. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can Google and, and get comfortable, but I would say that, that that is the one I've seen used the most. And then kind of just for financial knowledge, you know, there are some great podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great information. Obviously, there's also some not so great information <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So you Any podcasts wanna... you recommend? You mean yes. you, there's bad information <laughs> yes, and wrong yes. information on the yes. internet? What? <gasps> I thought everything on there was true. <laughs> so I like Your Money, Your Wealth. Um, that is two guys. One is a CPA and one's a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. Okay. And they take you know a lot of questions where you could send them in and, and ask them things. But And the other one um, is Money Girl. And I think that's mm-hmm. a great one. That's been around 
a long time. But both of those, what I like is they're not speaking to me or speaking to someone who kind of has a background yeah. in this. Right. They're speaking to you where, yeah. you know, you don't have it. And so they really try to talk to you in a language that you can understand. Yeah, because that's, that's, really that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are the two biggest challenges I think in, in our job is, you know, the psychology side mm-hmm. and then also keeping it simple. Because if someone comes in and starts talking, you know, percentages or, or things like that, uh, you've already kind of lost them. You know, oh. You've got to meet Head them in the clouds. Meet them where they are. I, I always yeah. think this was a great example. I spoke to the Royal School of Cosmetology, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and they were, she was trying to help her students kind of think of a way because the same thing. You don't want to say, oh, you need to save 5% of your pay. And yeah. a lot of these people are working for themselves, and right. money isn't ne- or, uh, math isn't always necessarily their thing. Yeah. Right. So she just broke it down where she said, you know, the first day of the month that you're working – that's your savings. Mm-hmm. Whatever you make that day, it doesn't have to be the same mm-hmm. every month. Just that very first day, what you make, you put in your savings account. The rest of the month, that's mm-hmm. what you put in your checking account. To that's live a good on. way to break it down. Yes, yes. And yeah. so it it's going to huh. ab and flow, but just making it simple so that yeah. someone feels yeah. like it's doable. Yeah, yeah. Because it is really hard. And then yeah, you meet with you know certain people, or you read things online, or you see TikToks or whatever, and you're like. A what? Like, you know, and yeah. all the financial terms have like numbers associated and forms and all of yes, those things yes. and accounts. And it's just like, at this point, I'm, I've written down three different ones and they all do different things. Do I need yeah. them all? Do I, you know, it's so yeah. hard. So that's a great, great advice. For me, the biggest thing, I used to set reminders on my phone to like pull out money, but I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, I'm just not going to do this. So right. that's when I first, or finally got um, automatically withdrawn. Yes, yes. And that's been a huge game changer. Just so I don't have to think about it. It's just automatically coming yes. out and that it is what it is. And like anything that you're trying to create a habit, you know, whether it's exercise or eating better or whatever, mm-hmm. you just have to create simple discipline habits yeah. and like cutoff points. Like this is where if you're doing some sort of diet where you can have only so many carbs, I mean, you hit that number, you're done, you're mm-hmm. done yeah. with the carbs that day mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. You just have to make them, you know, simple steps. Right. That's the worst part of the day when you don't have any more carbs <laughs> left. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, Oh, this is the worst. Sorry, breadstick. I can't eat you. Yeah. Um, So I got to know, what do your, what's budgeting look like for your children? (laughs) What do you Uh, have, what do you have them do? So that we kind of had, well, they're, you know, it's a work in progress. Uh, Really where I started having them download and show me, I was really showing them how much they eat out because they really don't have a lot of expenses right now. They're in charge of their own entertainment and kind of eating out. Yeah. I think when they saw it, that's when they made some changes. He's like, oh, yeah. crap, I'm yes. spending too much that's money at Chipotle. That's what happened to a friend of mine that just recently got married. They, like, kind of put their finances together, obviously, so they got, like, a joint checking. Like, you know, I don't know if it was debit or credit. I'm not sure, but yeah. they, like, started swiping, and, you know, it's yes. like, oh, you go to eat for lunch every day? And he was like, yeah, I always have. And she's like, that's so much money. Like, why are, you know, you can pack. You can, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes. And then he was like, you're spending what at Sephora? And she was like, yeah, I need my beauty products, you know, like, and it was just interesting, I think, for both of them to see, you know, yes. and where their money is going mm-hmm. and who's spending and what the priorities are and all of those things. And, you know, one of the things we did do for our kids is when they were very young, you know, two and three years old, started saving for their college. So mm-hmm. that has been a blessing to them. Yeah. Uh, but kind of getting them more involved. Uh, Jonathan, not yet. He's in the dorm. But Catherine, you know, even though we do help pay for her rent or things like that, mm-hmm. instead of the check coming from me, yeah, 
I like to budget that and put that in their account mm. because like she had problems right when this is a new a new apartment and right. a new leasing company and you know they didn't pull the first payment and then there's a late fee well she thought she had it linked up and, and those are kind of things they need to solve yeah absolutely they go out yeah. in the real world so if you get them to even if you're financially helping them and support that putting those eggs in their basket mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to figure out and even as a senior she's kind of seen where since they don't get to work as much or in colleges yeah. Maybe yeah. they built that or they built it up and so Jonathan has this big savings account now because yeah. he did a CEO business and yeah. he yeah. worked and you know and hers is dwindling but she's going to be entering the workforce soon and I'm like yes exactly yeah. I yeah. think when I started my job when I graduated I had a thousand dollars to yeah. my name so. oh yeah. my gosh me too yeah I yeah. mean you just yeah you feel like you're on top of the world but it's good to have those real lessons because yes. I think that's what and I think back to like I see all of my friends that are like in debt from going to school or yeah. those kind of things my parents also saved for my college fund and that was just huge and I know that at the time that was probably a very huge burden for them to mm-hmm. put money aside or you know and now it's like it was so helpful because yes. I didn't end up with you know tons and tons of a lot loans yeah. and all of those things, things. In small increments absolutely yeah because yeah, I'll tell you I didn't have any money when I graduated and got my first paycheck if I had to make a yes. student loan payment I really would have been in trouble so yes. yeah. it's just those little things I think really are they made a lasting impression on me at 35. So yeah, yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day that was um, this family charged their children for rent, and then at when they were buying a house, they saved the rent yes, money I saw for the house too. payment. I'm oh. like, that's, that's awesome. that is awesome, and it's just such a good way to get them to practice budgeting, and right. then bless yeah. them whenever they are buying the house. So yeah, I love that. It was a good yeah, idea. Wow, my parents. Where where was that? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julie? Yeah. Jules K, you need to step up your game here. <laughs> well, I feel like we covered a lot of bases, but Katie, do you have any additional questions? I mean, Melissa, you are just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to financial things. Oh. So, you know, what are what are things that you know, obviously we should set a budget. You talked about savings, those things like as somebody that I call Riley or a little Gen Z yes. or me as a millennial, do you have like any Yeah you know, tips and tricks for us to I'm just thinking of ways that we can some... break down, I guess, investing or saving one-on-one for some of our listeners. I know we already have, but I guess I'm at a different stage maybe than what Katie is and right. stuff like that to look right. for. Well, yeah, you're going to have different goals. Well, you guys kind of um, are examples where I think you too also have side gigs and I yeah. think yes. a lot of uh, people your age do have that. So yeah. taking advantage of the... Um, retirement savings options that are available Mm -hmm. to you guys, the tax advantage options, whether, you know, you have a separate uh, IRA, which I hate to talk in technical terms, but individual retirement arrangement, you know, a separate account there, or you might be able to have a SEP IRA or other types, but really exploring those options Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's kind of your extra money, I'd say. And that's where you want to be setting some of that money aside for your long-term, mm-hmm. you know, financial health. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, cause th- that's the thing. We all kind of still want to retire at the same age that mm-hmm. maybe our parents retired, yeah. you know, or I actually was thinking about retiring next year. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. She's moving to Punta Cana yeah. with her boyfriend. <laughs> you know, so whether that be 60, 65, but our longevity, I mean, we have to plan that we're going to live till 95. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a lot different to retire and think you need to have 20 years of, you know, income or savings on hand to be able mm-hmm. to support you those. But when that time period increases to 30, 40 years, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So that's why, you know, starting young, I mean, just the magnitude of yeah. starting when you're in your 20s. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, 
what you have to, what extra you have to save. I mean, it's in the like thousands of dollars yeah. a month. If you would have just started at 20, then if yeah. you started at 30 to end up in the same place. I've seen like those images. Yes. It's like literally like a yes. Excel spreadsheet almost, but it yes. just shows like you graphs. like how it compounds. And yes. it's yeah. crazy. It is yeah. truly crazy. So my thing is you can't start young enough. And yeah. um, for people that have, you know, own their own businesses and have children, you know, being able to have them start work for you young and, you know, start you know, putting all the, their earnings into some sort mm-hmm. of retirement plan, you know, yeah. doing things like that. Really are, yeah. Well, Riley, yeah. you're not allowed to go out to eat anymore, <laughs> and I have to give up Starbucks, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not going to be a very happy camper about it. They should have like an IRA. For... They are. They're just. They're not going to know what's going on. You should on start here. like an IRA match through Starbucks, I where know. every order you place, they just like double it and they throw it in an IRA for you. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they give me points, so and I know you know. Yeah. There are credit card companies or um, other apps where you know that you do the roundup thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a, that's an easy way to yeah to add savings, things like that. Yeah, yeah. just little. Any little bit Did you helps. know that's how like Starbucks, uh, like their investments is like every the money that people put in their app. Yeah, they're using they're that like money too. Like a major bank. Yeah, is what which is so interesting. People say, yeah, they got a lot from me, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, but I do think that that's important because I wish I wish I would have saved more at Riley's age versus now. Like I do think that you know things would be a little bit different. But in terms of side hustle, like that is what I use my side hustle yes. for. It just yeah. goes into an account, like. You know, I probably need to put it in a money market, so I probably need to go talk to Melissa this week. But, you know, those kind <laughs> yeah, of things, those it's rates just, are very good right now. yeah, it's just those kind of things that, you know, really do help. So that way, you know, maybe I can retire at, you know, 70 instead of <laughs> <Yeah>. 95. <laughs> so that'll be awesome Let's one be day. Honest. Let's be honest. You're not actually going to retire. You're going to always be doing some something. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. And that's a whole nother topic. Because yeah. I think people think they want to retire. And even in my business, I see that there's so much fulfillment in, you know, in having something yeah. Uh, yeah. outside of that retirement that then they start thinking, oh, I want to do something. Yeah. I might not want to go back to what I did. Yeah. I want to do something. Well, that was my mom. She was yeah. like, I can't wait to retire. It's going to be awesome. And then like six months later, she was like, oh, I need something to do. I'm yes. so bored. That's yeah. common. Just, Very common. You know, keep that mind going. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on. Let's leave, the, let's leave the people with where they can find you. And obviously to plug Melissa, you know, you guys need to go see her. Okay. Get your finances <laughs> you. in check. In order. In check. <laughs> so my office is, at, it's Raymond James office and it is at 300 East Washington in Effingham. So I am right behind the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at 217-347-7171. My email is melissa.willenborg at raymondjames.com. And my website is melissawillenborg.com. So pretty, Love it. pretty simple. Yes. <laughs> All the things. All, All the, the things. things. Yes. And Melissa's the best. Are we allowed to say that? Yes, you know? Okay. You can. No, All right. Just making sure, you I know. I are the best too. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, thanks. So, I mean, thanks. you you really were like crucial in helping. Like we do have definitely a lot of people that are now, you know, taking advantage of some of the, you know, perks and things that we have through Firefly because, you know, of the knowledge that you gave them, which I think has been huge, including yeah. myself. So. Oh, well, that was great um, someone. Yeah. So we asked la- a couple episodes ago what their death row meal is. So yeah, we want to start. We want to start doing that. So like. Your death row. So if you were like, death row and you had one last meal what would it be and you can you you can go all out you can do like side you can do drink you can do (laughs) dessert don't hold back Mm. let's see some of my favorite things well i think i would want to do like a 
I don't know, a whole roasted Branzino. I love Whoa. Branzino. Yes. Wait, what is that? Branzino, like Wait. the whole fish. Oh, yes. okay, fish. I mean, I, I don't need to eat the whole thing, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> but okay. some of it, yeah. Okay. Sure, yeah. Uh, so we got fish. Then uh, risotto. I like oh, to make I love it. Risotto. I love fireflies. Yeah. So, yes. Melissa's a pretty good cook. And by that, I, I mean she's a cook. really good yes. cook. So. Uh, then you can, oh, crispy Brussels sprouts. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for dessert, I'm not a chocolate person, but I always love like a fruit, a tart, a, a key lime, mm. or I was gonna a say you, apple. Key limes, yeah, mm. solid. Chris, something like that. Yeah, I love it. Beverage? So. Are you going out with a cocktail? You going? Are you going down with oh, something sweet? Well, one of my favorite cocktails is the uh, pineapple sage margarita. Oh, oh okay. yeah, from the Firefly. Yes. Those we brought it back. We have a new, obviously our new front of house manager is Larissa, and I was like, we need to bring back this cocktail, and she was like, okay. I mean, like that's fine. You know, she wasn't like she didn't understand, and now she's like, oh my gosh, you guys sell so many of those, and I'm like, they're so popular. Yeah, people love them. So. Sweet. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. And as always, we're so glad you're here. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Any opinions are those of Melissa Willenberg and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Every investor situation is unique and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Investing involves risk and you may incur profit or loss regardless of the strategy that's selected. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services Incorporated member FINRA slash SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors Incorporated. Mm-hmm.